Thanks for joining us on our podcast, We Are More Than Menopause. Allie and I have been best friends since we were 14 and have always leaned on each other through our entire life cycles. Throughout our friendship, we relied on advice from authors and books like Judy Bloom. and as we got older, we read The Girlfriend's Guide to Pregnancy. When we raised our daughters, we read Girlology, but we found that during midlife, there was no guide. So we went back to each other and realized we had to be the guides. And then we thought, hmm, what do other people do that don't have a girlfriend to chat with? So here we are, your girlfriends guiding you through, sharing what we've learned, our trials, our tribulations, the nitty gritty, not so pretty parts, and all the ways we can embrace this stage of our life. Because ladies, we are more than menopause. Hi, Allie. Hi, Pam. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm really good. Welcome to We Are More Than Menopause, the podcast. The podcast. Yay. And this is, wow, we are really doing this every week. We're showing up, we're getting it done. And I love this time that I get to spend with you to have girlfriend chats. And and what's funny is that today we're sitting here talking as girlfriends, right? We were just, we were literally having our, our girlfriend catch up. And Mm -hmm. we started talking about a subject that we both were like, we need to talk about this in the podcast right now. Right. Let's just get on record. So here we are. You guys welcome to our our kitchen talk. (laughs) Girlfriends. girlfriends girlfriend talk. Yeah. So today, Allie, you want to talk about the subject? I do. Our subject today is life, the grief of your children leaving. Okay, great. The, the <laughs> grief. And I know we shouldn't, you know, it's about our verbs that we use and grief, but it's really what it is. It's a loss. And many of us go through this tremendous amount of sadness. And it's not sadness for our children. It's sadness for ourselves because our role, our identity, has changed. And it's really a feeling of emptiness. I can remember that the first time my oldest, she did a gap year. So it's a year Mm -hmm. between high school and college when she went overseas. And I remember walking into her room every day for a week, probably two weeks. And I would sit in her room on the edge of her bed and just cry. Yeah. And it's not that you were unhappy that she was exploring new things in her life and having experiences. It was my loss. It was my loss. loss. It's funny. And I believe that it starts when we started looking at colleges, when we started Mm -hmm. doing college tours, I remember feeling this just massive heaviness in my heart for knowing what was to come. And Mm -hmm. I still had another child at home. Right. So it it wasn't like I was going to be completely empty. It was just that it was going to be different. And my first one, you know, that first loss, I think it just hits you so hard. And I, for me, it shifted after she got into college. I remember thinking, oh my gosh, she Hmm. had the most amazing experience. This Mm -hmm. isn't about me. I really need to focus on her and stop focusing on me. I mean, and, it, it and didn't that's change. Key. 
that I night say, when I left her. At the I was going to say, you, you can't just turn it off either. Yeah. Um, so my experience is, you know, I had had a lot of losses with my parents died, my, my sibling died. I had had some profound losses while my kids were in that transitional time. So I was really focused on those other issues. So it wasn't until, you know, my, my daughter would come home during the summer and then she would leave and she would come home and she was still in college. My, my kids were still in and out. Right. Right. It didn't really affect me, but when they moved into their own place, and they weren't planning on coming home every summer because they had real jobs and real things that they had to accomplish. And that all happened around COVID where it was all coming together. She graduated from college. And, and all of a sudden I'm like alone with my own thoughts in the house stuck and felt this incredible sense of loss. Like I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know who I was supposed to be because my parenting role has totally shifted and they want it to shift. You know, they're not calling me every day. They're not texting me all the time. It's completely changed. And when that happened, it was as if my anchor mm -hmm. to who I was was gone. And I was just floating out there and I didn't know who I was. And it wasn't something I talked about because first of all, you know, that's addressing that I'm old once again, and you talk to your girlfriends about it, but even talking about it with my husband, because he was feeling the same sense as well. And we could talk about it, but all we were doing was commiserating. <laughs> is good it has a role good. yeah right it, it's true yeah but I I feel like it's important for us to say to other women that this is a normal stage yeah. this is part of it this is part of the midlife journey it's part of finding who you are it's important to do that and so I dove into crafts mm. I started quilting which i thought I would never ever do but I was you know quilting and I enjoyed it I started exercising and I found that to be enjoyable I started a business with my best friend mm -hmm. and you know I started these little things about myself and now it's three years later and I can say I really like who I am now I really like having an empty house and being able to be grandma and mom for family events and things like that, not being the go-to for everything. I like being able to look in the mirror and feel good about myself. And I had to do the hard work of that before I could get to the, where I'm at today. In order to embrace where you are, sometimes we have to make a shift right? We have to do a little transformation ourselves. Mm -hmm. I remember when my oldest was going off to college and I had, 
I had taken time off and raised my kids and I was like the queen volunteer of everything and the president of this and the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right the head of that. And that was my role. And I loved every right. second of it, every second of it. I you were important too. You felt important. Right. You felt needed. Right. All right. of those things that, you know, why we continue doing that stuff is because we felt needed, important, yeah. a purpose. Yeah. Significant. All of that was going to come to an end because my kids were graduating so all of that volunteer stuff. So I had to figure out what it was that I wanted because at the end of the day, I wanted to come home and sit at the table with my partner, my husband, and I wanted to have something about me to talk about, mm. not just his day and how is how mm. it work, honey, right? I wanted to wow. feel significant too. And so I, I ended up going back to work. Right. Back my career, but it took my kids growing up and transitioning to their own next phase for me to find my next phase. And I think that that's one of the things that we have to start doing is thinking about what do I want next? What's best for me? And it's really hard to focus on that because we've spent so much time and energy. Oh, maybe, you know, wait till they get through this or wait through that. But Really the best time to start thinking about what you want is right now. And, and I do think that it's important to honor those emotions because they're real. This isn't just you being sad. It's not just you missing your kids. It's not you being the hover parent. It is about a deep sense of loss because we are not in that role anymore that defined us for so many years. Which has brought us so much joy. Absolutely. Right. There was so much oh. joy that we got in that role. And, you know, there were a little drama, a little mm-hmm. chaos. Absolutely. But so but we could joy. handle it. We That was our thing. Right. You know, but, you know, I mean, it, we can handle it. It's kind of like, Allie, when we lost our, our moms, right? Mm-hmm. It was such a profound grief because the love was so profound. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's very similar for this transition. We loved when our children were home. We loved being a part of their lives, their daily. We knew everything that was going on from the moment they wake up. Right. So there was, there's such a huge role in our, in our lives and in their lives that we play. And so that shift really leaves an absolute gaping hole. So what can we do, Pam? And do you have any um, things, any homework that you can do to help guide this path so that uh, we can rebuild ourselves and not have to just keep going into the bedroom and walking and not knowing where to start? Because it's really about where do I start? For us, I would say the first thing is to find something that you like to do. I I have a friend who had been a dancer years before she hadn't taken a dance class in probably 25 years. Mm -hmm. She went back and took a dance class. Mm. Do something that you really feel that makes you feel free. That makes you Mm. feel good. I have another friend who always wanted, she always wanted to paint. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She started painting. And there's so many great opportunities with online courses and, you know, everything is at your fingertips now that you can dive into. And it's okay if you don't feel comfortable doing it. 
It's it is, okay if you're not it's perfect. New, new, it's new, and, and you're not going to be good at it either. You're right. not. You're not just going to go back and be able to paint the way you want. It takes practice and practice and practice. And what I love is the one thing that happened with quilting for me. It's I was able to use the creative side to me, but I was able to get into the psychological term flow, mm-hmm. where with flow, you're doing something that you enjoy so much that time disappears. There's no time. And all of a sudden you look up and like, Oh my gosh, I got to go to sleep. It's two o'clock in the morning. How did, how did I have that happen? And when I started going and finding things that gave me flow, that truly joyous feeling of doing something for me, I realized that I had never really felt like that before and it was okay to do something and practice and practice and practice even when you weren't very good and it was all for me I didn't have to share with anybody I didn't have to make it for somebody it was all about the process you know I, I think that you nailed it when you talked about it earlier when you said that you're not necessarily going to be good at it Mm-mm. right it's you have to just get comfortable with the discomfort right so great you weren't great at quilting in the beginning you didn't get it low immediately it takes time to develop skills it takes time Mm -hmm. and so I think that that's one of the things that we have to give ourselves time 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 to be so if you want to sit in that room give yourself here's what I'd say if you want to sit in that room and cry give yourself seven minutes a day and then seven minutes every other day, right? Just to be in that. And then you kind of wean yourself away and turns out you don't go in there and cry at all. Anymore, yeah. Right. Yeah. So in that, in that space, you have to give yourself the time to accept the grief, the time to be and feel your feelings. You should always talk to your girlfriends, talk to your community. Talk about it. It's not something that you have to hide. Uh, You don't necessarily need to share it with your children because they don't, honestly, they don't want to see this part. They don't. (laughs) This is not, this is not the healthy part that they want to see mom in. Uh, You can joke with them because that's. You can joke with them. Absolutely. Right. But don't, don't make that this a burden on them. Right. So they're not responsible for our feelings. We are responsible for our feelings. And so we have to own our feelings, but you're right. There is a time and place for it. And Mm -hmm. so our place is with our girlfriends, the parents of all of those kids who are going through all of those experiences with our kids. Yeah. Those are the ones that you sit and go, oh my gosh, I'm going to go out to dinner, go to a movie with them, go do something, go re-engage back with friendships that we didn't have for so many years because who had time for to go out to dinner and have fun with friends, right? You're just so busy doing everything else. So re-engage. Also, you know, you can always reach out to us through social media and we have a community uh, coming up that we're going to be able to go into forums with other women all over the United States that are feeling these same things. So you'll be able to join that when you go to wearemorethanmenopause.com and click community and join that forum. 
and get to know each other in this They're new your stage. People. We they are, are your people. people. We are your people. We are your people. So go on to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and like or us. Spotify. Or Spotify. Give a review on mm-hmm. Apple. Follow. Join us in our conversation. Yes. We're your people. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Pam. Thanks, Allie. Bye, guys. Bye. See you next week.